This is Giant. I got your visual. Come in, Mike. I'm standing by for you. Roger. I'll be there in a couple of mics. In the meantime, get them out. Listening to episode 16 of the Men Among Men Stories podcast with myself, Hank from Fire Force Ventures, and my lovely host, Bindu of Men Among Men Stories. Hey, happy New Year, man! Happy New Year, Hank. Well, this is the annual New Year special now. If you can believe that our podcast has actually been around for more than a year, surprisingly, um, and uh, it is a little bit belated. It is a happy new year. It is a New Year's podcast, but it is a little bit belated because uh, we had a very interesting December trying to work through our schedules to record this, and, well, things ended up not working out. Bindu got sick. I got busy dealing with all of the Fire Force Ventures Christmas shenanigans. So here we are now, a little bit belated. This has almost become something of a... uh, holiday or Christmas custom for us where we try to record a New Year's podcast and end up not being very successful. Um, This is actually our second take because we actually recorded two days ago on the 18th of January an entire hour and 30 minute podcast that ended up being not recorded because we had forgot to hit the record button, amazingly. So that episode is lost to history, unfortunately. However, uh, that's not the first time this has happened. The exact same thing basically happened last year when we tried to record the Christmas slash New Year's special. So here we are again, a little bit belated, um, following with our trend of having cursed New Year's specials that you can still actually listen to. I was about to say, it's, it's less of a tradition, more of a curse. But uh, yeah. if you want to listen to the two... Lost Men Among Men Stories episodes. They are in our Facebook group for our Buyers Club. For the Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. Uh, You can listen to the the Lost Christmas episode where we talk about a lot of interesting stuff, but the audio quality isn't very good uh, from basically basically two years ago now. And uh, you can also listen to the first version of this episode 16 which was recorded two days ago we recorded such a great podcast didn't we? we recorded a great podcast it was only Best after that we looked at the wrong mic was on <laughs> yeah. so it wasn't recording we basically like TLDR we just forgot to press record more or less yes basically that being said what are we going to talk about for this New Year's special well we are going to explain uh, what we were kind of up to and, and what we're kind of up to now I guess We'll also be looking back at some of our favorite podcasts over the past year, 2021. We actually ended up recording 13 podcasts, which is pretty impressive. That's over a podcast a month, which is pretty good because we weren't really planning on doing that many. And uh, we, we were, I think it was like we were like, okay, well, let's do like one every two months or something. And we ended up just actually talking quite a bit. So we have 13 podcasts, three of them being interviews with uh, two interviews being Larry Jenkins, formerly of the British South Africa Police. One of those interviews being with uh, none other than Chris Cox, who uh, is the author of Fire Force and Survival Course, which 
respectively deal with his time in the Rhodesian Light Infantry and the British South Africa Police Police Anti-Terrorism Unit PATU. Very, very interesting interviews, very interesting discussions we've had. 13 podcasts, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty good accomplishment. So we'll look back, we'll look back and see how we felt about certain things and what we liked. Maybe even what we didn't like, like, um, but more so what we liked. One you maybe should uh, definitely check out, should you have the time. We'll be going over some of the feedback and comments that we've received from you guys, of which there have been many, and we do appreciate them always, positive, negative. It does help uh, steer us in the right direction. We've gotten a lot of feedback, especially from you guys in the Buyers Club, Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. Uh, it's helped us out a lot in terms of steering this podcast in the right direction. After all, we're just two nerds that like military history and kind of don't know what we're doing half the time. So it's it's pretty cool that we've been able to actually create something out of this great, like, 13 podcasts. And hopefully we can match that, if not do better this year. And we're talking about, as, as well, just, like, the format of this podcast as well, based on your feedback, like, where, where we want to continue the format, where, what we don't want to do, what we want to avoid, uh, perhaps some examples of bad historical takes and mindsets that we want to avoid, particularly uh, debunking debunkers. We don't want to become debunkers. Oh, I'm debunking! We do not want to become that. And what our focus will remain and where we're going to stay, and hopefully uh, it's something that you guys currently enjoy and something that um, is reflected in the feedback. We'll also be talking about what lies in store for the podcast itself, not just in store for the podcast, but in store for the store, because the podcast itself does have a store. Now, of course, I have a store, fireforceventures.com, but you basically have your own store at the Men Among Men Stories website, Mm -hmm. menamongmenstories.com, and we'll be talking about what is in store for the store, and if you listen actually all the way to the end of this rambling podcast, that is basically just a overview of the past year and where we're going from here. Bindu will be reading a very relevant poem, I think, to all of the very heavy discussions that we have. What would you say that poem's about? Well, I th- I, I you're, think you're more familiar than I am. So. I think it's probably best to uh, wait to discuss the themes of the poem until we actually get to the poem. Let's let's hint at it so that, hint uh, at it. So um, that um, people... People will get an idea of what it's about direction in life. Perfect. Yeah. I like that. See, there's a lot of themes actually in the poem, so I wanted based because you you know it better than I do, what like what you get out of it is the direction of one's life. Mm-hmm. I think it's very relevant anyway, it's a great poem. It's the first time I ever heard it from you when you introduced it to me. So uh, it's definitely something you should stick around for at the very end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, what were we up to? December 2021. We recorded one podcast that month. We did. We did the Peter Kemp one, No Colors of Crust, which yes. was our last podcast of the year, episode 15. Uh, I think it was the 18th of December that, that came out. Again, episode 15, it's on the Men Among Men Stories podcast. Very, very interesting book. Not something that I would have maybe picked up on my own without your uh, suggestion or intervention. Because it's it's kind of a weird topic, Albanian World War II. 
Yeah. Not something a lot of people will think about. Yeah. That's not, not the only thing the book's about, but yeah, yeah, yeah of course. The book's about. But the bulk of the book takes place in Albania. Yes. In World War Two, and it's not a very well-known theater of the war. In fact, it was its own little sub-war. <laughs> yeah, very much and, so. Uh, and you can, you can again, you can step back and listen to that episode 15. We recorded that podcast, and so it's right before Christmas, we got it released, and then you were like, okay, let's do like a New Year's special, and I remember, I remember probably telling you like, the New Year's specials are pretty cursed. Like, last yeah. year screwed up, so we gotta be like careful and do this properly and, and all the rest. Well, we thought originally about doing maybe a Christmas one, but yeah, that was right. just we both got yeah, we too like, bogged yeah, so, down. Yeah, with that was work. the first bit. We were like, yeah, let's maybe try to do a Christmas one, and then you were we were too busy. We we're like, yeah, yeah, we don't, yeah. We don't you especially, but we were both bogged down with work. Yeah, exactly. You're working. Yeah, no, I was working. I was working on December twenty fourth. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we were, we we're both working. Yes, we we're both working. Ben is the uh, CEO of a for- Fortune five hundred company. Yes, very much so. Microsoft. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hanging out always, all the time with Donald Trump and Elon Musk. Anyway, um, and then after that, I got pretty sick on like the 28th, 29th. You got, you got the, um, because we're going to be on YouTube soon. That's something we're going to talk about when we get to the feedback and format discussion we're going to have. But yeah. we're going to be on YouTube soon. Let's call it Cock Big 19. Cock Big <laughs> You got yourself the Cock Big 19. Yeah, I got. I, I yes, yeah. I, I was. I we still can't have. Say, a, we can't say the actual c word. Yes, I still have a tiny bit of a cough. I will try and edit out any coughs, but I apologize if one slips through in this podcast. That cock was really big. That cock was very big. So you gave yourself cock big nineteen. You yeah. gave yourself the coof, the plague, right? Yeah. And uh, you got sick, oh. and you you basically. You're a young guy. You're relatively young, anyways. Yeah, you know, 97 years old. So <laughs> you you were like, I'm probably gonna be okay, but I'm gonna take some time off. We'll see what happens, kind of deal. And you ended up being like out for almost two weeks. Yeah, I was, but I was, I was pretty laid up for about like eight nine days, and I've still got a cough now. Like I, I'd say full on like two weeks, man, because you were basically sick. From Christmas Day onwards, more or less, you started feeling. No, no, no. no. It was the twenty eighth. I was fine. I was fine up until like the twenty seventh, and then that's after that. I really. You were already worried because you had uh, been exposed, right? You're like I, def. I spent a lot of time with somebody who had the cock big, and you you ended up going like. You know, I'm going to get tested and all this stuff, and then eventually your test came back positive, and then yeah. you're like, okay. The the day that my test came back positive was the day I really started feeling bad. Yep. Yeah. So, you had to lay low for two weeks, basically, and you still have a residual cough, and t- today's the 20th of January. That's the day we're actually recording this. You, yeah. You've had a, you have a, you've had a continued cough and... <laughs> There, there's one right now. Yeah. There's one. I don't think we could edit that one out because I was speaking. No, so, no. Uh, we'll, we'll, you'll try to edit any others that sneak yeah. by out. But you were sick. I remain busy, basically catching up with all the Christmas stuff. And it's only Tuesday that we were able to uh, record. That was January the 18th, mm-hmm. and that was when we had our little recording incident, where. Nothing was recorded, so instead, here we are on the twentieth, the Thursday, two days later, 
trying this again, having the exact same conversation we had on Tuesday. Such is life and such is the cur- everlasting curse of the New Year's podcast. Yeah. That's what we were up to, more or less. That's that's why you probably haven't heard from us now in over a month. But uh, we are back. We are back and we do have some um, fun things we want to talk about. So, let's look back. Speaking of being back, let's look back at the past 13 podcasts. Let's start with you, Mr. Cockbig. Cockbig Bindu. We're going to avoid like getting sense of a time of the disease. We're going to get some... Uh, there's a lot of obscenity in this podcast. They do that now. They're, do they? Yeah, YouTube has oh, yeah, lately yeah. been really... Uh, all, all sorts of channels are getting demonetized for the most ridiculous things. But anyway... I think using cock big as the standard yes. word is better than saying the actual word. Oh, you know, I, I agree. Like, I agree. You don't have like, the health. I agree. Standard. I'm just saying never never underestimate how much the, the pettiness, the of, pettiness yeah. of people who run large social media companies, including YouTube. Cock is not a slur. It refers to like a male chicken. Yes, we're just talking about big chickens. Chicken. Yeah. What's wrong with big chickens? Big yeah. roosters. Big roosters. Anyway. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. What was your favorite podcast? Last <laughs> we, did, we did thirteen podcasts. What was your favorite? Uh, so actually, let's let's not pick one favorite, but let's let's look. Yeah, at, I, maybe, I, I, I would have had holistically. What were the best ones? What were your favorite? My favorite ones, honestly, were number six, which was our interview with Chris Cox. Yes, uh, Chris Cox's book was a. The first book, not the first book I ever read on the Rhodesian Bush War itself, but the first book I've ever read by somebody who actually fought in it. Like and a sort primary of describing, source. Yeah, the first primary source, describing their experiences. And to just meet the man himself and sort of ask questions about him and the, the breadth of knowledge he has on both the war and Rhodesia was very, very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Not, not just in terms of the... Bush War itself, but also the the prehistory, right? Yeah. The the uh, you know British South Africa Company, eighteen ninety six. The yes. Pioneer Columns involvement. Yeah. You know, Boer War, First Second War, and Malayan Emergency, which was a very very important conflict to study if you want to understand the Rhodesian tactics, where Absolutely. some of this doctrines came from the tribal the tribal villages and stuff out like how. They're sorry. The, the the PVs protected villages. Mm-hmm. All these lessons, all these tactics, all the counterinsurgency stuff, all the psyop stuff. Very very Malay emergency. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of that stuff came from. So he had a lot of knowledge. He had a no- lot of knowledge coming in. Uh, in many ways, a shmi on on Rhodesian history. And it, so it wasn't just talking about his book. He talked about so much more. I yeah. like that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I also really liked, um, kind of a personal favorite topic of mine, uh, the first Peter Kemp book, Minor of Trouble, episode 12 on the yeah. Spanish Civil War. Um, I like that one especially just because it's, it's such like a, it's a war that's generally not talked about very much, and when it is, yeah. it's generally not like primary sources on the ground. The, the only one I can think of that a lot of, is especially not in English, it's generally not talked about much in English. And the only source generally you have for it is like George Orwell's Homage to Catalonia, which is a good book. But it was nice to see like sort of um, 
the other side. Ba- well, the other, no, not just the other side, but like a frontline combat memoir, basically. Yeah, I don't know if Orwell does a... No, I've never read that one. You've read it. Yeah, he, he talks He talks. How much it. time is he actually on the front? Uh, I know he gets sick or something. He's yeah, he gets shot in the throat. Well, he gets shot. Yeah, no, he was on the front, yeah. Okay. But yes, he describes a lot of... But he he does he's not as like dug in as uh, well he's not he's not like like Kemp is an officer but Kemp's like a combat officer right he's a well he's a he's an NCO yeah he's an time. NCO yeah so and he, then like, he's a the, he like rises so. he like, he rises through the ranks yeah which mm-hmm. is interesting whereas Orwell's just like a volunteer the whole time yeah lowest the rifleman equivalent or whatever ba- basically I, right? I mean I think he's also like militia I'm not sure he is an actual like oh he's not even like a proper well I don't the way the international brigades worked was weird like some of them were right. very like regimented and some of them were basically like militia okay gotcha yeah. mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's a very uh, interesting and finally I gotta say I also really liked the one we did right after that one which was Afghanistan because I thought it was very cool for us to tie in like current events with a historical yeah. war that is not very well known and it was very cool researching together that war which is such a a um, so that this was uh, so relevant to sort of modern times and interesting right? we, we recorded those both in the same month because that the Afghanistan thing just happened yeah. and we were like we have to we have to talk, we have about, to talk this. about this well because this is one of the biggest like sort of military things that was arguably the biggest military event of 2021 yeah mm-hmm. now that wasn't my favorite one to record because you know I had some stronger emotions about it perhaps than you did well, given sure. given that like I, I joined the military like a lot of other young men of our generation and kind of like the generation before because of 9-11 and, and, Afga- and to go to Afghanistan right yeah. like a lot of people that was in their minds so I had some very I had some very strong. Mo- I don't know if they really came out, but I was I was pretty like emotional at that time. I was like, mm-hmm. I was not impressed with what was going on. Yes, what had well, happened. I, I don't think either of us were. But I think like the day after we had recorded that, uh, there was that big suicide bombing. Yes, outside of the now the Kabul entry international. Yeah, that was yeah that was either the day after or a couple days after. Yep. Yeah, it was so it was within then, three so days. When and, yeah. when we were recording though, it hadn't happened yet. We were mm-hmm. we were both kind of in our. I don't know if we said it out loud, but you probably get the vibes in that discussion we had that they're probably gonna bomb. They're, like they're gonna like someone's gonna, gonna bomb. Someone's something. gonna die. Someone's yeah. gonna people are gonna die. It's gonna get. Me- it's gonna be even messier, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time we've seen this, and that's where I kind of came up with the saying keep riding the pony in reference to William Bryden the surgeon who was the lone survivor of this British army column during the first Anglo-Afghan war of the entire 44th regiment of foot only William Bryden the surgeon made it to safety Mm -hmm. uh, to Jalalabad January 13th 1842 he rode basically alone the army had been basically wiped out. Pretty much. All the porters, the native porters and supporters had been killed. The British soldiers of the 44th had been wiped out. And William Bryan on his little tiny pony made it all the way. And he just kept riding the pony. Mm-hmm. Even as people were shooting at him. And I think they were throwing rocks at him at one point. A couple slashing. times a guy sort of 
rode up to him and tried to cut his head off. Yeah, several times. <coughs> and he just kept riding. He kept riding that pony. I came up with that saying uh, as kind of what just my feelings at the time. So I've kind of coined that term for myself now. Keep riding that pony. Uh, but yeah, we recorded those back-to-back. So if you want to find those episodes, that's episode 13. That's the Afghanistan episode where we basically talk about the, at the time, events of the Kabul airport airlift and the fall of Kabul. So that was the 27th of August. We released that episode. Mine Were of Trouble by Peter Kemp, which deals with the Spanish Civil War, was the 13th of August, mm-hmm. episode 12. And, that, and again, that just deals with a British volunteer's experiences in the Spanish Civil War. We also, uh, you mentioned, or sorry, you mentioned, <clears throat> get this out. You also mentioned the interview with Chris Cox. That would have been episode six, and you can find that 25th of March, 2021. So we recorded a little earlier in the year. That was actually the only one we've ever done that was like virtual. Yes. Because Chris obviously lives in the United Kingdom. In an undisclosed location. Yes, and we live, Kingdom and, you know, we, we live across the pond. Yeah, we live across politely. the pond somewhere else. We yeah. live in the new world, he lives in the old world. Yes. And because of March 2021, there was no way we would have even been able to get a flight. Yeah. Even if we had, like, even if we had the money, resources, yeah. yeah, there was there was no way we would have been able to get there to mm-hmm. the UK. We would have been detained. Maybe we could have been in the same detention center and interviewed him there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we could have probably... I don't think we could have even gone on an aircraft. I don't think at that so. Stage, no. Right. So, anyways, that 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 being said, those are the episodes. Yeah, those are my 13, favorites. 12, and 6. Yeah, those are your three. All right, so I, I'll I'll pick three here, and I'll start off I'll start off with the uh, most surprising one that I wasn't expecting would be very good, but ended up being amazing, and that was episode eight. That was episode 8, 31st of May, 2021. Always with Honor by Pyotr Rangel. And that's Pyotr spelled Russian with the Y and the O. <laughs> Pyotr Rangel, who was the overall commander of the White Russian forces in southern Russia during the Russian Civil War. He was a guy that served in the Russo-Japanese War, First World War, and was basically the overall commander of all the anti-Bolshevik White Forces, which is a motley crew of monarchists, former czarist officers, people that just didn't like communists. Moderates, Cossacks. Cossacks, some reactionaries. This is is a motley crew, but just all the anti-Bolshevik forces in addition to... Some of the left SRs as well. Yeah, some of the... Sorry? Oh, no, we didn't talk about this, actually. Okay, we so, didn't actually talk about this on the podcast. Okay. So I don't know what you're referencing. So okay, the really really quick um, quick sort of tangent. The SRs, the Socialist Revolutionaries, was the largest party in Russia during the revolution in the Tsarist period. They actually had two. They they had the, what were called the right SRs, which were conservatives, and the left SRs, which were more so more keen to the socialism in their name, but. They were the main party of the peasants, and the Bolsheviks and them really didn't get along. So even okay. though yeah. a lot of them were sympathetic to a lot of the reforms and stuff, they were heavily represented in both the white and the green armies, where their supporters were. Okay. 
the Green Armies being the various peasant yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, they, that's discussed in... Uh, yes, that we talked Armor. a little bit yeah, about. Yeah, we talked yeah. a little bit about the Green Armies. Yeah. So, Peter Rangel, big surprise, because you basically explained roughly what his credentials were, like who this guy is, because I, I went into this knowing virtually nothing of the Russian Civil War, other than, like, the Bolsheviks obviously won. Mm-hmm. In a pretty miraculous way, they won. Yeah. They were a bit of a motley crew at times, too. But they, they, they won the war. You know, the Soviet Union became a real thing. White Russia became this weird, fragmented emigre movement. At times, it would pop up again in the Second World War, generally in the service of Nazi Germany as, like, a collaborationist force. And that, that was it. Now that was, like, the last hurrah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot after that. It was... The white Russian movement obviously is completely irrelevant now because there is no Soviet Union and most of the people involved in the well, all of the Russian Civil War people are yeah. no longer with us. Yeah. Completely petered out after World War Two. Yeah, and it was a dying movement in World War Two. Exactly. Yeah, it was really it was the last hurrah if you could even call it that. Yeah, barely. Like you had so the it, it was. You were you were giving me a topic that obviously I didn't know a heck of a lot about, so I'd be I was a little worried. Maybe I'd have a hard time catching on to some of the, you know, the history uh, and and the context, which is quite important because there's some books that you need context. Like if I if I'm to go back here, um, if you're doing, for example, No Colors or Crest, which we talked about earlier here, No Colors or Crest by Peter Kemp, like you do need a little bit of Second World War context, or you will get lost in that book. Like you can't hop into that with zero knowledge of anything. Yeah. Right? Like, you absolutely do need some context. So I figured there might be a chance I don't have any context as to what the heck's going on. Right? Uh, I feel kind of in the same way A.J. Bellum, because he's, his book, uh, Bush War Operator, that's episode 11, which is the 27th of July 2021, recorded last summer. You need some Rhodesian Bush War context before you get into it. Otherwise, you don't understand like why are they fighting these guys again? Yeah. Like why why are they putting their bodies through such horrible physical strain and, and mental strain? And why is he why is he covered in black face cream? That doesn't make sense. Like you need to understand the context of the war, the tactics, the the coin operations of the Rhodesian security forces before you can get into that one. So I figured I might have issues getting into this because it's a topic I'm not super familiar with outside of maybe the Canadian intervention in Siberia because I know a little bit about that history so I was, I was a little bit intimidated not gonna lie and also and this is probably a bigger factor it was written by an overall commander of the white Russian forces a lot of different armies and factions and groups reported to him all over Russia now but by, by the end he was only the commander of the overall forces in southern Russia, because that was all that was left in terms of white Russian resistance. By the time he took command from uh, General Denikin, who yeah, was, it the, was, who was pr- previous commander. Basically one army in the east, and like some remnants in the... Sorry. Yeah, it was basically Wrangle and some scattered remnants in the very far east that right. like held out. And they were being pushed by... Further the, and further. Yeah. yeah, they're being pushed further and further away from... They were in basically practically Alaska by the end of the war. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting. They, they weren't they weren't doing too hot. They yeah. weren't doing too hot by the end of the war. That that's just 
you know, we know how it ended up. The Soviet Union became a thing, right? Mm-hmm. The white Russians did not win the war. But when, because of just his title, and again, you gave me his kind of street credentials, how people know of this guy, and he is relatively famous in certain circles, like historical knowledge-wise. He is pretty famous in certain circles in terms of military history because of his role in the Russian Civil War and, and just how effectively he commanded uh, as a kind of field-level commander, right? He just wasn't a politician, and I'll get to that in a moment. That was one of his ultimate failings. But I figured because he is such a high-ranking individual, he was basically the absolute monarch of southern Russia by the end, de facto, just ruler of everybody, commander of all the armies. I figured there'd be a little bit of embellishment, as we see with a lot of memoirs and primary source accounts of commanders of that pedigree. You know, I say this because a lot of generals have this thing where they want to transition out of the military afterwards to some sort of transcendental prestige, right? There's this human desire, call it like a delusion, but it's for the grandiose. I think most people, if they were in that position, regardless of how moral or straight edge you are, or how much of a warrior, poet, stoic, you know, general, mattis, warrior, monk, you want people to perceive you as or you believe yourself to be, I think most people would rather be remembered as an Eisenhower, as maybe a Duke of Wellington, as a, um, you know, certain people maybe want to be remembered as a Patton, right? Or a Rommel. These guys all had very, very unique character traits. Rommel was very different than Eisenhower. Patton was like very different than say Napoleon, right? Like it's just they, they, they were all remembered for their uniqueness and their their greatness in their own ways. So I think if you were at that level, you'd probably want to be remembered as a great general. Not a Simon Budyani, <laughs> not a uh, Leonidas Polk, and for those that aren't huge military history nerds like myself, Simon Budyani long story short, was a guy in the Soviet Union who was, I think he was actually a marshal, he's a field marshal, who, he kept advocating for the use of horses well into the Second World War. We're talking like 1942. He was like, we're gonna destroy Nazi Germany with horses, because he was an old, old school Tsarist cavalry commander, and there was a place for cavalry in the Russian Civil War, but against Panzer IVs, it was not wholly effective. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, it, we should measure. By seeing horses, we don't mean for transport here. We mean like full-on cavalry charges against like Guderian's panzer divisions. Napoleonic tactics in 1942. So, anyways, he wasn't a good general by any stretch. Now, Russian Civil War, he was pretty damn effective given the nature of that conflict. But 
by the time of the Second World War, he was very old, and he's really remembered for uh, his failings in, on that front, and on also like more kind of you know, what he gained notoriety for was being just really chummy with Stalin. He ended up by the end of his career with three, three heroes of the Soviet Union, which is the highest award that could be awarded to, well, military decoration or award or whatever you want to call it that could be awarded to a single individual in the Soviet Union. And he got it three times. So you think about the Medal of Honor, the Victoria Cross, uh, or the Iron Cross, so the Knight's Cross, the Iron Cross, or whatever. He got it three times. That's how much Stalin liked him. So he was eventually so bad that he was basically relegated to other duties, let's say. like He was taken off of the decision-making board and slightly more competent people like um, Khrushchev and right, Khrushchev, right? Yeah, Khrushchev and uh, Zhukov and stuff took Konev, Konev Chukyov, all Chukyov, those guys, yeah. right? All these guys that we all know, mm-hmm. they all took over. Budyani was no longer on that on the sand table of war, so to speak. We don't want to remember that. We don't want to be remembered as a Leonidas Polk who was just. Again, another long story short, a a bishop of the Diocese of Louisiana who, because he was chummy with like Jefferson David Davis, the president of the Confederate States of America during the American Civil War, he was also promoted to the rank of like lieutenant general or something. I think he was... Yeah, so he was a second lieutenant in 1927. And then... And then he like served for like a year or something and then like he is immediately promoted in 1861 to lieutenant general with like no other military experience he was a bishop episcopalian bishop prior to the war that's all he had done but he had just political connections and he was not like he was a notoriously bad commander Mm -hmm. and it was just because he was chummy with people he got promoted you don't want to be remembered as that you don't want to be remembered as a general that lost, right? You don't want to be remembered as a Lord Gort evacuating from, uh, let's say, like Dunkirk. You you don't want to be the, the the general on the losing end and the political pariah. You don't want to be, you want to be remembered as the MacArthur returning to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You want to be the Eisenhower liberating Western Europe. You want to be. Washington crossing the Delaware, Leonidas making a glorious last stand at Thermopylae, whatever that that glory looks like to you, like that's what you want to be remembered. You want to have statues in your honor, not a lot of books debunking your tactics. You don't want Reddit posts about you, you want statues. So I figured because of that almost natural human desire in your position of power to be like, I want to maintain power and the perception of what my power represented right whether that be Machiavellian or like moral or whatever whatever that power represented to you as glorious I figured that this guy Mr. Peter Rangel General Peter Rangel would definitely be like I was this great I was this great I was this great You gave me a little bit of context as well before uh, I really deep dive into the book. He was writing this to support the white Russian cause, to like promote 
this movement of people that have been exiled from the now Soviet Union. He was doing this to basically raise another army to go back and retake his homeland. Right? This is, for all intents and purposes, a propaganda piece. So I figured it'd be a big fluff piece for himself and how great of a commander he is and how everybody should give him money because he won here, here, and here. And he does have a very impressive battle record in the field. Right? He does, almost every time he stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with his Bolsheviks, he beats them. Yeah. So I, I, I was very worried there'd be a lot of fluff. There'd be a lot of... What's the... Uh, speaking of Afghanistan, the there'd be a lot of Mark Milleying going on. Yeah. Right? Tell the, tell the enemy what you are going to do kind of deal. I figured there'd be a lot of Mark Milleying. I thought there'd be a lot of self... Grandizing or whatever. What's the what's the word like? What am I getting at? You know what I mean? Like just embellishment. Yeah, embellishment, self promotion. Self promotion. That's what I'm looking for. Self self promotion. So I thought there'd be a lot of self promotion. And interestingly, I ended up finding, as I deep dived into this book, a lot of leadership lessons based off his actual failures. And and one of the most prominent ones is the guy is not a politician. I mentioned it earlier, but the man was not a politician at all. He was just, he was a soldier first and foremost. He was an officer, like second almost, to being a soldier because he, he wanted to win in the field. Denikin was a politician. He was talking to all the foreign power, well, maybe not a good one, but he was more, let's say, attuned to the environment of say a political banquet which there were many yes, of that and, and, and whenever whenever <laughs> Wrangle shows up to this he's so uncomfortable to be in like stuffy dress uniform like he wants to be out in the field again he's very much right? despite being an aristocrat Wrangle is I guess at home with his like Cossacks and Russian soldiers out on horseback and in the field Denikin was more comfortable in the sort of... So, I do need to interrupt you. I had a sip of coffee. <laughs> and you made the worst cup of coffee I've ever tasted in my life. And you're keeping that in, because that is disgusting. But continue, do tell us about Denikin. Hank's face right now, guys, was priceless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. I don't know how... <laughs> Yeah, Your coffee that is cup as of bad coffee. as Leonidas Polk's. That cup record. of coffee is like half this water. This is like this is um who's a, who else was a really bad commander that we can make. Fun I'm trying of to think of someone from like the ancient world or something. I don't know, maybe Crassus. Crassus was okay. He Crassus won a lot of campaigns until he kind of oversaw. I thought I thought the only campaign Crassus won was the Slave War. That was a crazy campaign. I think he fought. And, like, he Another lost, like, in, uh, there were, like, two battle in which the slaves won before the third one they were defeated. Yeah, Third Survival War. Yes. But anyways, he he wasn't a particularly bad commander. It was just, I, I felt like he came up against something he was not... Prepared for at all. Yeah, he, he was basically fighting aliens and UFOs. Yeah. With, like... Caveman technology, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Who's, who's another really no, bad commander? Um, as I drink this very bad coffee. Anyway, okay. Denikin, we can argue, was had flaws. Denikin had Not flaws, but he was pretty good Speaking during he was pretty good during World uh, War One and earlier 
in the the Civil War. The issue with Denikin is he was very much an aristocrat and very much was not really comfortable interacting with things beyond this sort of like czarist aristocratic sort of world he was in. I'm not drinking this coffee anymore. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, Wrangle. On the one hand, was not a politician, but understood times had changed and was more, like, in tune with, I think, the needs of his men and, like, kind of their perspective. Now, in some ways, you could argue that, in other ways, Wrangell was more flawed than Denikin because Denikin knew how to talk to, like, the French and the British. Wrangell didn't. Yeah. So, anyways, we went on a crazy long tangent about coffee and crappy generals, but I thought there'd be a lot of self-promotion because yeah. he's a general and generals want to be remembered as great generals, not, not bad generals. Just common sense almost, yeah. right? And Especially if you lose a war. You want yeah, to be he, like, I wasn't the reason we lost. Exactly. He, yeah, yeah. You, you'll be like, it was not my fault. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. You know, the, the old J, like, if I did it. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> if I actually tried to lose the war, this is what I would have done or whatever. Yeah. So I, I thought that there was, there was going to be that risk and uh, I didn't find that mm-hmm. which was very refreshing he's very honest very straightforward he talks about why they lost a large part of his failings being that he failed to keep the foreign powers in love with the white Russian movement they were supplying everything from bullets to bandages and the moment the uh, the and the moment the foreign powers pulled out it was the beginning of the end Absolutely, and it just it just snowballed, and the Soviet, the Bolsheviks, the Red Army, they gained momentum, and pretty soon he was at the southernmost tip of Russia, Crimea, and just like yeah, we're done, we got to get out of yeah. here, we got to bug out. And yet there he manages to a brilliant evacuation, worthy, oh, yeah, yeah, worthy yeah. of Dunkirk, totally. Or who is the German general who got basically most of the Twelfth Army and? Uh, a bunch of civilians to allied li- Western Allied lines during World War Two. Trying to think of the yeah, I don't remember his name, unfortunately. There's too many German generals. Yeah, but he like disobeyed. Like basically, Hitler was like, "Go sacrifice your men to like Steiner? defend." Steiner. I don't think it was Steiner, but he was like. Go sacrifice your men to, like, defend Berlin. And he's like, yeah, lol, no. And, like... Probably one of the ones that uh, that scene with Downfall that Hitler yells at, I would imagine. No, no, no. He wasn't in the... He was, like, stationed in the south of Germany. And managed to evacuate almost his entire force, plus a lot of civilians, to American lines. Which, as anyone who knows anything about the Russian occupation for the first few weeks and months... It was about as bad as the coffee you just made me. (laughs) You know, it's yeah. like it's yeah. like it's like Soviet mass rape and murder, and then like above that is like the coffee. In terms of the <laughs> that was a really bad coffee. <laughs> but anyways, I thought it was a refreshing perspective to read, to read from um, a general who doesn't do a lot of self promotion. I was not expecting that, and and just getting business leadership lessons out of it was very very refreshing. And if you want to listen to that episode. That was recorded last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the it's date. Number eight. Is it? It's number eight. That's right. Uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna try this coffee now while we're while you're looking. Yeah, up. while while I'm looking that up, you try that coffee because it's the worst thing ever. It's not good. I don't know what you. Yeah, it's pretty terrible yeah, coffee. I don't know why you did that. 
Okay, episode God one. damn it, there's so much 31st water in of it. May, 31st of May, 2020. That's when uh, that episode came out. Yeah. And Bindu just had the coffee. I guess we're going to keep that part in. I was yeah. going to tell you to edit that out, but you had... Uh, I wanted you. I wanted on on record that you tried the coffee. Yeah, that was that's pretty bad. I I apologize. What for did making you do? What did you do? With the, to it? No, okay. I was trying to make you a cup of tea, and like hot water came out mixed with like the coffee that like had been brewed previously. So I was just like, I guess the heck's getting this abomination now. Oh man! Because there's not enough mugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we've talked a lot now, but always with honor. honor uh, what was your other favorite podcasts? I love the interviews as well. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the interviews with Chris, obviously, and with Larry. Uh, so basically, Chris's interview talks about his entire time in the RLI. Not really BSAP; it just it's very Fire Force focused. We'll have to do that in the. And another podcast going over a survival course. Absolutely. Book. That's one of the things we'll definitely do this year. Yes. Yeah. But the Larry podcast, just the fact that we had to be a two-parter going over his time, getting to Rhodesia, fighting in Rhodesia, and then after the war, dealing with some of that combat stress, going on four decades, sorry, three decades, three decades after the war had ended. And it just kind of opens your eyes to how the you know these things like PTSD and stuff not only is it like a kind of lifelong battle or it can become a lifelong battle with a lot of especially combat veterans or people that have just dealt with traumatic events that could be a car accident to like a bear attacking you yeah right like just any traumatic event it can it can be something that you you don't really consciously think about until like 30 years later and be like damn like I've been living this whole time like this and it's just, it's been normalized for me, right? It's just like the fact that he couldn't really talk to people about the war. He didn't talk about the war for 30 years because people wouldn't understand. They wouldn't get, like, the kind of dark humor, right, that he had to use to, during wartime to cope with the fact that he was he was dealing with a lot of dead children, a lot of dead civilians, landmines, firefights, dead friends, right? Not just in Rhodesia, but after the war. And this is something Chris uh, Chris Cox touches on. A lot of these guys after the war continued to live certain high-octane lifestyles to uh, not keep up appearances, but almost keep up that spirit of being in the RLI, being like a soldier, being a roadie, a, a die-hard roadie, a when we, right? Like we're going to well, well, Rhodesians never die kind of deal and a lot of these guys died in motorcycle accidents drug overdoses got sent to prison for for just turning to like drug dealing or something right that's that's one of the things mentioned in Chris's forwards and it takes like decades to like realize like this is not the norm the norm is not a fire force mission with a four man stick and an MAG Doing crazy stuff, so that's not the norm, and I think that was uh, that was that was very moving, I guess, to to hear from not only Larry's perspective, um, but but Chris, and just a fact that it can take decades it was very, yeah, very compelling. Absolutely. So it was very powerful. 
I, obviously, you liked it too. Yeah, no, oh yeah, it, it was amazing talking to Larry and seeing, and Chris, uh, and, and Chris uh, but yeah, especially talking to like Larry and seeing like literal artifacts from his time in Rhodesia. Oh yeah, because like, we were so Larry, we were on location with him. Yeah, in a, well, undisclosed location, but there were artifacts around us everywhere, including like a drum magazine from his first firefight. Yeah, drum magazine, crazy. regimental flags, yeah. cap badges. Sorry, not I shouldn't say magazine. It was like a. It's a drum magazine. No, it was like a drum holder. Because it's a PKM. It's not actually a magazine because it doesn't go into the gun. It, like, clips underneath and you pull the belt out. So it's like a box. Like a drum box, if you could call it that. Because it doesn't... Okay. So you think about a magazine, like, it actually feeds into the rifle. So this didn't actually feed in. You have to pull it, pull the belt out. Ah, and okay. then you put the belt on top. So it's, like a, <laughs> it's literally like a holder is what it was. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, I, I should pref because like you can't own a drum mag in Canada. Okay, that's why I'm I'm saying. All right, this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is not legally a magazine. Also, it is destroyed. Yeah, it's Larry, ripped apart. Whatever Larry it is, it's ripped yeah, apart. Yeah, Larry shot the shit out. of it. <laughs> Yes, he did. He shot the shit out of it. He put a lot of rounds into the guy holding it, the the terrorist holding it. Yeah, it was not in one piece anymore. Okay? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure it's functional. Yeah, yeah whatever this it is, it's not a prohibited device. Anyways. Yeah. That being said, um, very cool to have that around. Just that material history, yeah. which is my big thing, obviously, yes. as, as the boss at Fire Force Ventures. Like, having that material history around us was super cool. Being able to talk to him in person was super cool, just to see, like, the body language. And mm-hmm. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And I should also update you guys. We raised almost $1,000, just under $1,000 Canadian bucks for the Veteran Transition Network, which is what Hell we yeah. discussed with uh, Larry on episode 14. Mm-hmm. I think it was October 2021? Yes. Yeah, we recorded uh, that October 2021. Um, well, I think we recorded actually in late September, but we published it. Yeah, we it. published it in October because there was some stuff we had to confirm with all the posters and everything. But Yes. That was all sorted. So we, we actually sold poster prints. If, if you don't know already, we sold poster prints of a poem that Larry had written during the Rhodesian Bush War, Let This Come From Your Pen, which tugs at my heartstrings because not only is it about the Rhodesian Bush War and about, like, the trauma and stuff that a lot of dudes had to deal with and the emotional stresses of combat and war in general, but it's a it's a huge dig at journalists. Yes. <laughs> which, uh, yeah. which tugs at my personal heartstrings, man, yeah. for, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge dig at journalists. It's a fantastic poem. Very, very moving. And uh, we sold a bunch of those posters and we raised a thousand bucks last year, basically. Just under that, I think it was like 996 was the ultimate uh, number that nice. we were able to raise. Nine, $996 for the Veteran Transitions Network of Canada, which helps veterans of basically any military formation in Canada Army, Navy, Air Force, or and friendly allied nation, so U.S. Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, or RCMP officers should they need uh, assistance, and the RCMP isn't able to provide their own assistance. So certain law enforcement people, military, I think may, there were even a few cops, and I don't remember if they're, they do take cops. Maybe. Don't quote me on that, but a lot of military people for sure. The focus mm-hmm. is obviously on, on Canadian military, but they do take everybody, and they it's a 
pretty intensive program, and they help these guys really address the weeds and, and the demons mm -hmm. in a little bit of a controversial way because they, well, you're, they confront the demons, which is what a lot of psychiatrists would be like, oh, let's try to hide, you know, let's try to deal with them, not fight them, right? So, anyways, that organization is uh, sponsored by the Royal Canadian Legion, among many other groups, and they do fantastic work guided by professionals from the University of British Columbia. They're, they're really, like, at the cutting edge of dealing with PTSD, combat trauma in Canada, in a way that's doesn't involve like drugs or injections or anything crazy like that just just talking through these things and almost like it reminds me a lot of when because this story and i don't know if it's like totally apocryphal but it's like like audie murphy the medal of honor recipient u.s army i think italy campaign he won his uh or it's not one he was awarded the medal of honor for his actions there at anzio yeah at anzio the, the story goes and i don't know how totally true it is but it reminds me of this possibly apocryphal story where he basically was dealing with PTSD symptoms, right? Having a lot of issues, not able to sleep. And he took like, he took like whiskey or something or bourbon. It's just like, it's a big, big thing of liquor and a 1911 with like one round in it. And he went in a hotel room and he's just like, I'm coming out one way or the other. And he came out with like the empty bottle and he's like, I'm good now. Like, I dealt with it, yeah. right? And that was that. Um, and he died in a plane crash, unfortunately. Yeah. But Bit of an extreme way of dealing with it, but, you know, so, if it works. So, anyways, <laughs> VTN is not anywhere that extreme, but it's, like, it reminds me of that, like, it just, he... Facing he, the he, he, he Yeah, he faced the demons in the way he knew how to as a soldier. He fought them. Mm -hmm. Almost literally. Now, not advocating you do that, but... Yeah, please, uh, please yeah, don't yeah, go into yeah, hotel rooms with, yeah, with bottles of liquor and handguns with one round in the chamber. Yeah. Well, that might be an apocryphal story. I have to preface that. But um, kind of just reminds me of that and uh, and how, yeah, they, 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 they fight these things in the way that these guys that oftentimes were in combat arms units, right? All about kill, 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 what makes the grass grow, all that good stuff. It puts it in a language they understand and allows them to uh, to fight these things in a way they understand it's it's allowed Larry to be able to be open with us two military history nerds about the Rhodesian Bush War which was a pretty momentous event in his life he spent many years there <laughs> he you know he showed up there as a 20 something and he ended up as a 30 year old like married man like it was it was momentous so mm -hmm. It wasn't like a six-month tour over... Like, it was years he was living there, and he was dealing with it every day. So I thought those that those interviews were incredible experiences. So that's what I like. I liked all the interviews, and uh, yet yeah, I think Peter Rangel was a huge surprise. You know? Props to my man, Will Arbert, too. Also, yeah, and no. we go on, because that is still my favorite military history memoir in many ways. Or, or, sorry, not military. Canadian military history memoir. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe one of my favorite or like definitely up there in terms of my favorite primary source memoirs of a soldier there's a lot of other books I like too but that that really he's such a good writer for someone who dropped out of school in junior high yeah he's a great writer so I was I was pretty impressed with that book so you know, special mention honorable mention but Peter Rangel man 
Yeah. That was. Uh, Thank you for recommending that one. Yeah, no problem. I think I think we've liked all of our. Oh yeah, definitely. All of our episodes to some extent. Some of them we like more than others, but yeah, yeah, we're definitely those six. I guess would be the maybe the maybe the worst one is just the canceled canceled military history canceled because we were just mad. Number one, number ten. I think it was number ten, right? Yeah, no, that well, that was that was fine. It was just we were talking about something that we <laughs> we don't really talk about much. We don't plan to again. Like we're not. Yeah, we just we, figured we, we try not mention, to be yeah. super political. Yeah, we, we, we uh, just we, figured we'd mention it because it's just like overall cancel culture. Maybe we'll revisit that in like five some, years and see how things have developed. It's not something we're going to talk about again, but yeah. we figured we might as well mention it, yes. just given the context of why I'm doing this podcast. There are podcasts that have gotten me in so much damn trouble in the past. And you haven't gotten them in that much trouble in the past, have you? No, but again, no, I'm not really a, a civil servant where you kind of were, where you got. I don't know in if trouble. I, was, I wouldn't say I was a civil. I was an uncivil servant. Sure, but you know, you know what I mean. You've had a government job at one point. Yes. I never have. That's that's that was that's kind of the. You were never a serf. Yes, I've never. I don't. You were a pleb, I, not a serf. Yes, I'm a. I'm a free man. I'm a private free man. Private freeman. Private Friedman. Okay, so yeah, we're we're probably not going to do anything like that again. It's just yes, like no, figured yeah. we'd we'd address it because yes. um, we're not gonna, something on our minds. We're whatever, not, whatever reason, like we're like yeah. we should probably talk about it because yeah. it contextualizes why we do this podcast. Yes. And we hopefully we have shared a lot of stories with you guys. You know, as as we look looking back now at the ones we liked, and <laughs> definitely check out those old episodes. Barring any. Um, audio issues and stuff you might encounter because they weren't recorded very like they weren't barring any audio issues because they weren't recorded with consistent audio quality standards whereas we do have a pretty consistent audio quality yes. standard now yeah now so, obviously there's always going to be that one random noise at some point yeah, or some, well, something we, we're always trying guys to like the uh, first, the, remember imp- the first podcast oh. in 2020 where you were so loud yes yeah you came out so when you would laugh <laughs> like ha 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 and it would just yeah. destroy people's earbuds yeah we're, we're always trying to improve our audio quality guys but yeah no uh, unfortunately there, there wasn't always the consistency we kind of have now yes yeah and, unfor- and there's always going to be minor issues it's yeah. kind of it's kind of inevitable with podcasting so anyways if you want to revisit those old episodes uh, we we hope you do and you learn something from some of them because we we learn something from them every time we've just there's two nerds that find this stuff interesting very interesting especially the stories that are oft not the road off less trout what is it the road less travel road less travel see I'm not a <laughs> native English speaker I don't know these idioms right? <laughs> I'm from Klingon land. Klingon land? Yeah, is that where they, they're from? The Klingons? Klingon land? I don't know. I don't watch the Star, Star Wars. Trek. I think they're just from a planet called Klingon. Okay, whatever. I'm from there. That's okay. where I'm from, so I don't speak English, but English is actually not my first language. Yes, I know. My f- So we're probably not doing the canceled thing again, but if, if you guys, yeah, if you guys like, I've repeated myself like four times, but do check out those stories because. They're very interesting, and they're often not talked about on like militaryhistory.com or any mainstream place. Not talked yeah. about on History Channel. You probably won't even find YouTube videos or whatever discussing these things that we we try to look at. Or at least you have to go to very niche sources. 
Yeah, and even trying to get these books, you have to go through somebody like Mystery Grove, which is pretty niche in itself. Yes. Right? Which is um, a very good friend of yours, mm-hmm. Mystery Grove Publishers, that do... They did the Denikin book, or sorry, not the Denikin, uh, Wrangle book and the... Camp, Camp books, books and the uh, 1929 Storm of Steel reprint. That's right, and the younger books. So they did like yeah. four of the books that we looked at, yeah. four of the podcasts. So shout out to them. Hopefully you enjoy that. So, moving on, I guess, let's talk about feedback that people that people have been giving us. Um, <coughs> we we talked. We mentioned it briefly. The audio thing. So we, I won't. Yes, and, and again, just death. we're always trying to improve audio, guys. Yeah, but let's not be once, to death. Yeah, like, once podcast is uploaded, there you not go much I can do again. from then. There you go. Yeah, be not, loud again. You're gonna not, come out so loud. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we won't beat that horse to death. We won't beat that horse to death. But we do, like we do, we do look a lot at, at um, the feedback that you guys give us, and a lot of excellent book recommendations, particularly from the Buyers Club. So we do appreciate that. We are going to be doing a lot more of your suggestions in the coming year, for sure, based off of all that feedback. And it seems like so far you guys do enjoy the podcast. There's no real critiques on like the format of how we kind of just go all in on the on these discussions and we kind of go all over the place um, this is not a PowerPoint structured presentation this is just us talking this seems to be an acceptable format so we're probably going to keep it up we don't intend on changing it we don't intend on looking like you said earlier at topics that are too overtly political either the, the real focus Mm-hmm. is always has been and always will remain men among men the war stories the war stories and generally will be primary source whether that be regimental diaries in the case of a unit in the future perhaps uh, in terms of doctrinal manuals which we will look at like guerrilla warfare and coin manual things or I guess I I don't really want to spoil the exact I might have mentioned it what, what we're going to look at but I don't want to spoil it here but it is a coin-adjacent document that's very important to understanding the mindset of a gorilla in the yes. African bush wars. Yes, we, we definitely need to include that one because we've talked a lot about the Rhodesian side of the conflict. Yeah, we, we're going to talk I about the other side. fair enough to yeah. talk about some of the other side and what their whole so, shtick was. Obviously, we're going to look at stuff like that. We're also going to be looking at just the, the war stories of individuals, right? Which is what we looked at primarily. That's kind of our right main now. thing, yeah. That's kind of our main thing. We're not really going to deviate. We're not going to look at individuals either as. We're not going to look at individuals either in a critical light per se. Now we can criticize specific things they do, but we will never like do like. Uh, Budyani sucked and was not a man among men for this reason. We're not Reddit debunkers. We're not yeah. Reddit ask historians or whatever. Those those losers geeks yeah. are. No, we're not. Yeah. Nor are we. Uh... Nor are we writing academic papers about this. Like this is yeah. just we're just we're just kind of sharing the stories mm-hmm. of um, these individuals and trying to be as impartial as possible. We do nerd out at times, but yeah. we're just trying to share stories. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. whether that be regimental, doctrinal, or individual mm-hmm. stories, we're not here to debunk. There's already enough people on Twitter and Reddit doing that. Yeah. And even YouTube to some extent, like this yeah. tank was. Oh wait, speaking of tanks, 
we aren't going to talk too much about tech or weapons or anything like yes, that. Yes, no. We're It'll not, come up, but... It'll come up, but we're not a tech channel. We're not a tech channel, so don't don't come here looking for... Do a podcast on the T-34 and why it was better than the Churchill or something. Yeah. Like we're, like, we're not tech guys. We're not logistics nerds. We're not going to... Yeah, we're not going to do too much. Yeah, we, we talk mainly about what were the experiences of the soldier on the ground. You know, we'll, we'll talk about a bit about his kit, but, you know why he was there, what he thought he was fighting for, and what his experiences were on the ground. And that will remain the format. Yes. Occasionally we'll talk about somebody with a bit more overall control, like Wrangle, but mainly we want to talk about soldiers' stories. So this, since this is the second time we've recorded this, you did bring it up last time, but a certain moron in the oh, world yes. did yeah. say, what was it? Military history is not about military history anymore. Yeah, military history is no longer about generals or battles, yeah, and I yeah. think this is great. Yeah, this it's is about somebody. Poli- this, is, this is the mindset. This so, is somebody who works at yeah. Army Press, I believe. University Press. Yeah, Army University Press. Um, name them. I won't say their name because I don't want to. We came up get with get harassment and doxing complaints, but Coleman Treebird. Yeah, Coleman Treebird, who is, is the name. Because we named him after that's so that's his pseudonym. We're gonna use that. Yeah. We're talk about this guy. He is the guy in Star Wars Attack <laughs> episode, of the Clones. Episode two, two Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones, Clones, who tries to kill uh, Count Dooku. He like jumps up. He on the jumps on the balcony the, where yeah. they're in the arena and there's all the Jedi. <laughs> Jango Fett immediately shoots him three thousand times. And <laughs> yeah, and he falls and off. Yeah. And the guy is a CGI character, yeah. so he's not. That, even by the way, that is not advocating violence against this person. That's a metaphor for his book sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not very He's good. written apparently a terrible book on Vietnam that no one buys. Yes. So, yeah. anyways, he uh, Coleman Treber. He's like a weird, like fish-looking character. He jumps yeah, up fish and he tries to. Man. He like so he has. He's also he wasn't even mocapped. They used an asset, like a CGI asset from Phantom Menace, the Star Wars episode yes. one, and they put it into Star Wars episode two, and he jumps up. And it's literally, like, the same asset. They just, like, move the model up to do, like, the Jedi jump. He mm-hmm. jumps up there, and the Count Dooku doesn't even flinch. Count, you know, Christopher Lee. Yeah. The late Christopher Lee. The late, great Christopher Speaking Lee. Speaking of a man among men. That he, just, is, he was very much a man among men. And he men. just stares at this stupid CGI fish man. Yeah. And he pull, he has his, like, lightsaber, and he's like, ah, I'm going to be the hero. And then, like, his stupid CGI ass gets blown up. <laughs> Bits by yeah. Django Fett immediately. Django's just like boom, 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 yeah, boom. Django's like John Wayne, just dish, dish, yeah, dish, yeah. Dish. And then he gets shot a million times, and his stupid CGI figure just falls to. That's that's just that's that's like the. That's all this man deserves. This individual who who said military history is. That's all his longer. book sales deserve. Yeah, that's all his book sales deserve. Yeah. A CGI character that was a recycled asset from a previous movie. That's and who he, he is. Shows up for two seconds and dies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's Coleman Treebird. Yeah, we. So we are why, never hold, gonna. Hold up. You know why they named him Cole? I got a sorry, stupid Star yeah, no trivia. Problem. Why did they name him Coleman Treeber in the movies? Because Treeber is Robert spelled backwards, and Robert was like the CGI guy in the movies. <laughs> yeah. so they had to kill the their CGI. Nice. Is anyways yeah. Star Wars reference. But yeah, the. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we are never going to... Uh, we're never going to do that. We're never going to yeah go into that kind of... I don't even know what to call that kind of history. Maybe over-revisionist... Yeah, this like, revisionist academic history. Yeah, revisionist that, that academic. Yeah, if there's things that are incorrect and are popular misconceptions, we'll talk about that. Like the sort of lions led by donkeys 
view of generals in the yeah, first we war. Yeah, we won't be too pop history. Yeah, we won't be pop general. history, but we're also not going to go into this basically uber-political, generally pretty left-wing, debunking everything. Now, there is a political dimension to war, right? There dimension, is, like, and we talk about of, why they fight. One of one of uh, Wrangell's failings, going back to Wrangell, like one of his failings mm-hmm. was he was not political. He didn't, he, was, he didn't like going to banquets, didn't like talking to foreign dignitaries. Other guys like Denikin were okay with that. He, just Wrangell wasn't. He lost support for that reason. Mm-hmm. There's a political dimension to war. There always is, right? Uh, uh, what the political uh, Clausewitz saying? Karl von Clausewitz, Napoleonic Wars. War is the continuation of politics by other means. Thank you, Mister Nerd. <laughs> you can quote everybody, apparently. So yeah, it's that's the. Imagine not knowing that quote and being I, interested see, in military. Yeah, history. exactly. You need to know that quote. You need to know yeah. that quote, right? War is. Um, or as a continuation, continuation of politics, politics by, by other means. means. Karl von Clausewitz said that in the Napoleonic Wars. It's not a new concept. In fact, I think Herodotus said something very, very similar. Yes. Right, that's where it comes from. But he said it in like a stupid Greek, Greek weird, weirdly translated way. Like, politics is warfare of continual. Like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. however, however the Greeks talk where it's like really dramatic, yeah. right? The Persian War will always be remembered as our political war, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. As a war of the Athenian states. Like, you know, yeah, he some, said something, something similar. Something like that, yeah. He said something similar in his, in a typical Herodotus Greek way. Mm-hmm. So it's always been a concept as far as we've had written history, right? And yeah. We said this the first time we recorded this podcast, because again, this is our second attempt recording it. But, you know, probably Grog and, Grog and Zog in their adjacent caves got into an argument and the argument broke down because Grog's Grog contested his cave was bigger than Zog's cave so Zog threw a rock at him <laughs> and Grog threw another rock at him and that's how the first war started between Grog and Grog's cave tribes like yeah. you know as far as even in prehistory like when arguments break down the fisticuffs come oh, out yeah. and sometimes those fisticuffs show up in the form of rocks and slings and arrows and muskets and maybe even nuclear weapons, right? Yeah. It's just fisticuffs when the arguments break down. Mm-hmm. And politics is just human inter- interaction at a macro level. And war is uh, is a bar fight at a very, very macro level. Yeah. I understand. Political dimension, right? Yeah. But... Do people talk about the politics behind, like, a UFC fight? Or, pe- or more people, like, yeah. like... Do you look at, like, a fight between two boxers, like, the Rumble in the Jungle, well, one Muhammad f- Ali? Do people, like, look at, like... Yeah. Do people look at, like... Well, actually, I know it was a big boxing match, and there's a lot of history associated with the boxing match, but the promoters of the boxing match, now that's history... Right, that's the real. That's where the real fight was happening between the separate promoters and that and the and the ticket sellers and stuff. It's just like, okay, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> like, shut up. Well, the way I look at it is that's like, the way I see it. That's yeah. the way I perceive. The way it. I look at it is we can talk about why soldiers fought, and I mean that's kind of important yeah. to understand because a lot of soldiers fight for, yeah. y- y- you know, political or otherwise beliefs. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's simple of paycheck, but you know, we, God, glory, or gold. Yeah, God, glory, or gold. Yeah. Um, you know, something yeah. like that. And I mean, we obviously we have our own opinions on things, but what I don't want to get into is 
becoming where we try and weave everything into a large, like, sort of ideological narrative, which is what I find a lot of people like this fellow yeah, does who yeah. thinks that traditionally the way military history has been everybody talked is, about is... Everybody is um, almost, like, predestined and manipulated to die in war. Those that do die, those that are killed. They're, 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 they're not free agents that have their own motivations and their own stories. They're bigger... They're small parts of this political cog. Yeah, well, that's that's almost like a Marxist way of looking exactly, at it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, dude, like, shut up. Yeah. Well, and it's also just the... Like, again, yeah. there's people who see military history as a field that's too dominated yeah. by certain types of people and certain uh, viewpoints, yeah, yeah. and they're overcorrecting by... Oh, no more battles, no more generals. Yeah, yeah, let's which not is, look at the battles anymore. Let's look yeah. at the the arguments. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> let's look at like the the basket weaving that was done on like by Dorothy at home while <laughs> yeah, Robert yeah. was in the middle of the psalm. Like it. Just, exactly. Yeah, it's that kind exactly. of stuff. That kind of. Well, stuff. And I mean, there's a place for that in history, but military history should be about the guns and the shooting. In yes. my opinion. As, yeah. the, as the word implies. Yeah, as the word implies. Yeah. Anyway, and there's no there's no like nuance to. Uh, Coleman Treber, right? No, that no. guy's perspective. There's no. no nuance to it. It's just like everybody, every like soldier that certain. Now he hasn't said this explicitly, but the vibes are like every soldier in Vietnam, every American soldier was just a poor, manipulated child, child who like ended up committing war crimes because more he was or less manipulated. Yeah. So there's no, there's no like individual account, other than like my lie. Yeah. It's the only account you should read. Yes. Right? Of the Vietnam War. To understand the Vietnam War mindset. And like, okay, there's... Oh, slow down there, speed racer. There's a little more. Yeah. There's a little more to conflict, always. Absolutely. And uh, and that's why there's a lot of, like... I guess... There's a lot of uh, smoke around the Rhodesian conflict for that reason. Absolutely. Because it's very easy to throw away the nuance and... Yeah. And I mean, it can go both ways. I'm oh, not no, saying absolutely. this is like a leftist thing. Like, you could just be like, yeah, they were communist safari, right? Like, yeah. you can say that too. Well, it's like how the way, like, I'll just use this one example and then we can uh, yep. talk yep. about some of our plans for the year. We'll um, get to that eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The uh, It's about the way, like, the Civil War has been wrote. For a long time, you had this, like, lost cause. The South did nothing wrong. Very, yeah, like, yeah, pro-Southern yeah. historiography. And now you have, like, Shelby Antebellum Ford. South was, like, literally Mordor. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. heroic Union Army liberating the oppressed. <laughs> and, like, the... Lincoln, and, Lincoln was, like, the most anti-racist president Yeah, and ever. Robert E. Lee was, like, literally, like, Hitler, like... That... Now you're seeing a lot of that. And these are both incorrect. He like, was a white Pol Pot... Yeah, yeah, and and African Americans were people with glasses. That's 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 like how the, the view. Is, yeah. Anyway, you know, it, neither of those are correct yeah. way of looking at yeah, the Civil yeah. War. Like again, as usual in the middle, and uh, yes. they had uh, you know, there's been various things in countries like Germany and Australia. Where they've actually talked about history wars that are debates in history about like how objective we should be. And yep. in my opinion, it's always better to be more objective than less. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. nuance is important to us, and we intend to continue to tell stories with nuance. Absolutely. And, we, uh, and objectivity is important to us, and we intend to tell stories with objectivity. Yeah. Uh, 
and also the guns and bombs are kind of cool sometimes. So yeah, we tend to focus on that as and not the basket weaving, and not the basket weaving parts of war. Yeah. So that's the format. That's the format we're gonna we're gonna stick with, and uh, yeah. that's the format you're gonna continue to see. And hopefully, we can pump out another thirteen, maybe fourteen podcasts this year, maybe more. How how do we pump up more podcasts? They've been do. How is that how is that possible? What what can our dear listeners do other than give me money at Fire Force? <laughs> you know, you can always do that. How can how can people allow us to create more podcasts to have these conversations? Well, they can uh, and maybe don- some interviews in the future. Yes, mm-hmm. they can donate to our subscribe star. That's very very helpful to us. You could also consider spending some money at the Men Among Men Stories merch shop. Uh, we have some wonderful patches with Rhodesian, the outline of Rhodesian Gray Scout and Man Among Men on them. Or if yeah, you tribute want... Tribute to the poster. The tribute to the, to the poster and to our logo. Yes. And uh, if you guys want a really niche piece of history, we have baseball caps with the logo and name of the Rhodesian Broadcasting Corporation on them, which was a basically... Safari radio that was. I think there's a TV channel too. TV, yeah, they had a TV, TV channel. TV and radio. Yeah, which was the sort of media arm of the Rhodesian Bush War. Correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want. And uh, I actually found that logo for you. Yes. In the weirdest of places, it was like a Karen letter. Somebody had complained to the Rhodesian Broadcasting Corporation, like you, you like broadcast some sort of obscenity or something that I didn't like. And they just responded to this Karen letter like, "Sorry about your concern. Like, we'll bring it up with your desk jockey, or, or, or the, we'll bring it up with the disc jockey." And basically, it was a response to this like Karen letter, but it had their official like letterhead. And from that letterhead, I got the the logo. It was a very, very. Um, I believe in the business we call that autistic. But I, found <laughs> it, I found it. I found this old letter from 1977, and I'm like, that is a very crisp logo, and I can't, I couldn't find it anywhere else on the internet. So I was like, yeah, this is it, this is it, and uh, you know what? The company doesn't exist anymore. The country doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get sued for no. selling a old 50 year old. Well, who would logo. sue us? Yeah. Who would, who would sue us like the Zimbabwean government? So there is still a Zimbabwean. Broadcasting Corporation yeah. still exists because that's what it became afterwards, right yeah. after uh, in, uh, 1980 independence. So, but they have a completely different logo. They have like a modern, you know, like a BBC logo almost. Yeah. Like a very, very modern logo, mm-hmm. right? With modern type. This is like an old school logo, so I, I found it and I'm like, that's super cool. So maybe we'll do, uh, we'll do more more products on that. Yeah, there'll there'll be here. there'll be some more products this year. Maybe stickers store. and mugs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, those are both fun things you can, you know, fun things have. you can wear or have around the house. And uh, maybe you could be using the mug in the future when we do launch mugs. It's been a battle to figure out mugs. Yes, but yeah. when when we do launch uh, mugs, hopefully, um, maybe you could be sipping on some good coffee for once. Unlike the coffee Bindu makes, you can be sipping on some great coffee. Or tea while listening to this podcast. Sure. <laughs> um, Sorry, I got a shit on your coffee. You'll never make it at Starbucks. He's actually Bindu's the CEO of Starbucks. You did the uh, you did the the what is the secret CEO thing, where you pretended to be a a uh, unemployed military history nerd, yeah. <laughs> right? And you work at Starbucks when you're actually the CEO. Yeah. What you made me was just a regular Starbucks coffee. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're actually a little offended at how much I've been critiquing it because you're like, that's my recipe. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's if, if I ever. <laughs> you're experimenting with a new blend yeah. where it's ninety percent water, ten <laughs> yeah, percent yeah. coffee. And you make it really, really lukewarm, <laughs> just for that. <laughs> to be perfect. fair, that was because you. Yeah, because I left it. There left it there. If I, it would have been interesting to see what it tasted like hot. Probably worse. <laughs> yeah, probably worse. Lukewarm. It was like just like lukewarm water. Yeah. Water sledge. All right. So yeah. So we have some uh, exciting plans for the future. We're gonna try lots and of stuff in store for the store. Yeah, we're get lots of stuff in store for the store. Uh, we're gonna try and get on YouTube. It's gonna be. Not dissimilar uh, sort of format from this. It's basically just going to be like still images in the background yes. of you know whatever topic we're talking about. Maybe maybe a few of them fading in and out of each other while we uh, talk. Um, and there's a few other podcasts. There's outlets. a few other uh, podcast outlets we're going to try and get on. Uh, no hard date on any of this stuff. Release date because sometimes it does take us a while to get in i know it took us it was quite a battle to get on spotify but yes uh and those assorted platforms but we're gonna try and get that done this year so and if you want to speed up the process at any time and also help with increasing our yeah. uh, recording abilities and stuff and our abilities to get guests yeah and we might even try and get a better uh, studio location yeah if, if, on... if you want to increase our ability to get guests um find weirder and more interesting books because we are going to branch out into like the Napoleonic Wars. We're going to do more stuff on the Rubies and Bush War. Mercenary accounts, which will be very cool. Because I don't think we've done a single Merc yet. No, we haven't done a single Well, I guess Kemp, you can argue in the Spanish Civil War. I mean, yeah, I guess kind of. But he was like an official like soldier. Yeah, and he's also not really fighting for money. He's not (laughs) fighting for money. The amount of pay. He's more of an adventurer, but I guess that Yeah, but there are going to be just straight up some cash guys that we'll we'll look at, which will be very interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, and and again, we're going back to the Napoleonic era because that's where we start. Actually, and there's one, and I want to spoil it. We, we I say, I spoiled it the first time around, but yep. American Civil War, or not American Civil War, American Revolutionary War. Yeah. We're going to be doing an account from that. And, well, yes. most of you guys can probably figure out yeah. what it is, because there's only one, one real primary source yeah. account. We're also going to finish the Kemp trilogy. There's a yes. third book. Uh, I won't name it, but it's basically he gets sent to Southeast Asia and is involved with decolonization, and there's some basically fighting like proto Vietmin forces there. A uh, bit of a different book than the other two, but is interesting, and we will talk about the sort of yeah, we general gotta situation. Peter Kemp. We got to finish. Peter we got to finish Peter Kemp. We've also got um, there's uh, yeah, as I said books on mercenaries and more stuff on Rhodesia. We'd love, as we said earlier, more we'd love to get uh, do Chris Cox's second book, Survival yep. Course, and more veterans. Yeah, we want to get more more veterans that we could, you know, maybe even have on the show of weird wars, especially. You have weird wars. Like show. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I I know a book on uh, that's um, about a guy who fought in World War One and uh, then in the the German Freikorps, uh, which would be interesting. Look, so that's at. your weird pick. I'll, I'll I'll name one of my weird. Yeah, it'll be an interesting look. I'm I'm not sure if we're gonna do that one yet. Okay, but if we do. It will be, because that was heavy duty, like urban combat in Berlin and Munich and Hamburg. And I got a weird one. I got an American. Like I got an American volunteer in the Canadian Expeditionary Force that was a sniper. Because I don't think right. he's done a sniper one yet either. So. No, we have not done yeah. a sniper. Yeah. So, so we will. Uh, we'll be branching. CF off World War One, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. CF World War One. 
we'll be branching around all over the place. Mm-hmm. Lots right. of different, lots of different topics. And uh, if you want to support all that, support our audio equipment, support our ability to get a studio thing that we're trying to set up right now slowly. Yep. Um, maybe even some video. Well, well, I guess this will be the last, the most important point in a video. If uh, we'll be announcing the specific parameters later on. Yeah. But because we we actually did record a video section of. At, well, basically every podcast since episode three, we've we've had some sort of video component for the uh, Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. Yes, that we do record at the like live when we're recording this podcast. I'm gonna wave the camera right now. Hello, camera. Right. Uh, we do have a we do have video for every podcast, so you can see us sitting here yelling at each other in person. Yeah. You get to see yeah. how the sausage is. Made. Yeah, you get to see how the sausage all the stuff made. that doesn't get edited out. Yeah, and... yeah you're gonna watch the. You want to watch that video component? Um, uh, we are going to announce specific parameters for a bit new face reveal because I've obviously revealed my face. Hank, this is Hank again, Fire Force Ventures. Yeah, I've revealed my face on Instagram many, many times. You're still a mystery. You're still a big question. More or less, yeah. Of international man of hit mystery. You actually kind of look like the international man of hit mystery right now with the way your hair is, which is kind of funny. Whoa. But I digress. If you want to see the Bindu face reveal. Um, we got to be up to a certain follower count. Yes, there's. We got to be enough of you watching. We we we. I forget. We had a number for this. Last... I know what it is. I know what it is, but I'm not going to reveal it. Okay, good. I know exactly yes. what it is in my mind. We'll reveal it right. officially later. All but right. if you want to get us closer to it, because we're about, let's say we're a little under halfway right now on Instagram. Yes. Well, we honestly don't really care about Facebook because <laughs> yeah, Facebook no. sucks. Yeah, agreed. But on Instagram, we're a little under halfway. Let's put it that way. And uh, we're going to renounce it soon. When we're at a specific number, um, there might be a Bindu face reveal. What I'll do first yeah. is as we get closer to that specific number, Bindu will draw a picture of his face. Yes. To give you a teaser. <laughs> and then me, with my drawing skills, because I'm a little better, will draw a picture of Bindu's face, give yeah. you another teaser. And then finally, when we get up to that number, there will be a Bindu face reveal. Maybe some video components in the future. Mm-hmm. Especially with interviews and stuff. Like yeah, interviews, uh, yeah. video components. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually put yeah, up they, on YouTube. There isn't really much point in our regular episodes doing video yeah, component, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we'll keep that for I'll keep that for Buyers Club. Yes. But so yeah, if you guys want to watch us though all yeah. the time, just join the Buyers Club. Join the Buyers Club. But if you want to see the Bindu, fantastic. Yeah. So, anyways, there you go, guys. There's going to be Bindu face reveals. There's going to be new product launches. We're going to keep this format. You can listen to some fantastic episodes, 13 episodes in total, that we recorded for you guys. 15. No, over the past year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, like, there's, 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 there's 15 total, but yeah. 13 over the past year, if you want to listen to all of our work from the last year. Um, the first two episodes are honestly kind of a mess because of the audio. Yeah. So... It is what it is, but anyways, uh, if you want to listen to all that, that's available now. Um, our recent podcasts are obviously going to be better. So man, you you can kind of start any podcast. You don't need to yeah. follow them chronologically, which is kind of cool. We, we we kind of build these out so you can literally jump in anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check that out. Definitely check check out all the work we've done. We yeah, we appreciate the support. And at long last, we are going to get to the poem. Bindu, because you are the Shmi about the poem, tell us about it. Why, why are we going to read it? So the poem is called A Psalm of Life, 
It's by a guy named Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, which is the most English name I've ever heard. But he's actually an American. Um, and he lived and died during the uh, 19th century. Uh, he was a contemporary of Edgar Allan Poe and many of the sort of great American poets. I can't really think of any others off the top of my head at the moment, but... Uh, yeah, no, he was... Uh, I've read some of his other poems. He's quite he's quite good. But this one has always struck me as very uh, moving and kind of... It's almost like a motivational poem. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So it, it does deal with the heavy topics that we talk about and when we look at characters that we look at through history and the way that we do, I think it's very relevant. And at the end of the day, we read these accounts for a little bit of guidance in our own lives. So that's why we do this. We don't read this benignly just because it's like, wow, explosion. Right? Maybe some of you guys do. That's okay too. right? But there is a lot of guidance. There are a lot of lessons, life lessons, business lessons, relationship lessons that are learned in the foxhole that luckily for us, people have had to learn and people are able, very, very smart people through history have been able to write down in the written word for us to read people are able to espouse in interviews for us to listen to so that we don't have to be in that same foxhole and figure out things the hard way so Bindu take it away tell me not in mournful numbers life is but an empty dream for the soul is dead that slumbers and things are not what they seem life is real life is earnest and the grave is not its goal dust thou art to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment, and not sorrow, is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Art is long, and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating, funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life. Be not like dumb driven cattle. Be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present. Heart within, and God overhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime. And departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing, with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor, and to wait. Well, thank you for listening to this 16th episode, the New Year special of the Men Among Men Stories podcast. Of course, you can always find us at www.menamongmenstories.com. Again, that's www.menamongmenstories.com. You'll find all of our 16 episodes as of today, 20 January 2022 there, all available for your listening pleasure. You'll find us on almost all of your favorite podcast lists podcast platforms or applications so that'd be spotify itunes podcast addict 
Google Podcasts, Apple. Yeah, you already said iTunes. Just about everything. Yeah, you'll find us there, and of course on our own website. That's right. You'll find us on YouTube soon enough. I think we're not on Podbean yet, so we're going to try to get on there as well. You can listen to us there. You can also listen to us on commandoblog.com. That's commando with the K, K-O-M-M-A-N-D-O, blog.com. They have all kinds of fantastic articles on guns, gear, and firearms-related lifestyle. Working out, outdoors, all that fun stuff. Do check them out, commandoblog.com, for all true K commandos. You can also listen to our podcast there as well. And of course, do check out my personal website, web store, www.fireforceventures.com, F-I-R-E-F-O-R-C-E-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com, fireforceventures.com, all kinds of militaria, some of which actually have relation to the podcast that we discuss, or sorry, some, some of which actually have relationships to the Things we discuss in the podcast: Rhodesian breaststroke, three-two battalion camo. Still on pre-order until the thirty-first of January. At Fire Force Ventures, I'm going to have a lot of fantastic new product drops over the next year. It's going to be a very exciting year for us as I continue to try to move my butt down to Texas and maybe drag Bindu kicking and screaming along the way. Yeah, I'm not going to Texas. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Don't lie. We all know it. We all know no. it. you're going to beat me there, actually. But anyways. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna work there actually in the sweatshop making the Rhodesian breaststroke. You don't have a choice. I'll be here, nice and comfy with drinking my hot chocolate, sleeping until three p.m. And I'll be like, "How's it going, Bindu?" And you'll be like, "My fingers have fallen off," <laughs> and I'll be like, "All right, we can always get you a new one. See you later." Right. So uh, we will be moving to Texas when uh, COVID silliness is over. And the pre-orders are all done, which... We meaning Fire Force Ventures. Yes, yes, I'm talking specifically about my company, so... um, Yeah, we'll we'll be moving down there. And, uh, yeah, we'll... we'll, But it's going to be a cool year regardless. We have a lot of things planned and a lot of exciting new products that are going to be dropped. Pre-orders and still for another 10 days at the time of recording this, so if you want to get your Rhodesian or 3-2 Battalion pre-orders in, again, definitely check out my website. If you join the Buyers Club... Uh, that's the Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. It actually directly helps this podcast. So if you want to support the podcast from Fire Force Ventures, you can join the Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. If you want to support our podcast, you can do so directly at subscribestar.com slash men-among-men-stories. Again, that's subscribestar.com slash men-among-men-stories. Or you can click on the Donate Now link on the menamongmenstories.com website. Support us now. Or is it Support Us? Yes, it's Okay, sorry, it's a Support Us link. And uh, there's all kinds of fun, zany tiers with funny names. If you donate 25 bucks, you are automatically entered into the Fire Force Ventures Buyers Club. There's a bunch of cool gift tiers. Uh, if you are donating a certain amount, we actually give away, I think, a free hat, right? Yep. And a free patch at a certain um, donation tier, so... Do check that out. Your support goes a long way in terms of helping us continue to tell these stories, set up interviews, and in the future we hope to plan some travel uh, to do in-person interviews with certain people because obviously in-person is always better than virtual. Absolutely. And getting the video of in-person is fantastic. So it's something that we're planning out. We're grinding away here, and hopefully you enjoy it. After all, some of you do listen to this, and we sincerely appreciate uh, the support for those of you guys that do. Thanks for... 
sticking along with us, and um, you know, as I'm as I'm starting to say now, just keep on riding that pony. Yeah, guys, I just want to before I close off here, I want to thank all you guys for uh, sort of being with us for our first real year. I mean, we did start technically in 2020, but is our first real 2021 year. was our real year. And part of the reason we read the poem today is we understand the last two years have been really hard for a lot of people. And yeah, just as Hank says, keep on riding the pony. And for all of you out there, pull up, grab a chibouli, and let's have a great new year, guys. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.